As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. All right, hey everyone, welcome into another episode of the Sleeping with the Numbers podcast. Dylan and Pat both here for week 10 of the NFL season, which will start out with the first ever NFL game in Germany. Uh, I was confused why there was such an early game. Pat thankfully explained that to me. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a decent matchup, completely opposite of how you expected it to be going into this uh, week. But the we're just going to jump right into these matchups uh, and, and run through it. There's a few teams on by, so it's going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. But we're kicking it off with the Germany game. Seattle Seahawks, 6-3 and three somehow. Uh, taking on the four and five Buccaneers. And even with that record, the Bucks are still two and a half point technically home favorite somehow, but there really isn't a home team here. Uh, two and a half points on the spread, minus 142 on the money line, plus 119 for Seattle, and a somewhat low over-under of just 45 and a half, probably because Tampa has not been doing a bunch of scoring here. Uh, Pat, do you expect any of that to really change. The Bucks have not looked good in quite a few games. The Seattle Seahawks keep winning. They're on a four-game win streak right now. Uh, two wins against the Cardinals, uh, beat the Chargers, and then beat the Giants, who were also on a streak for a while. Then they shut them down uh, unexpectedly. And the past five for the Bucks, they are three and two with losses against some pretty bad teams. Uh, they barely beat Atlanta. They beat the Rams in a field goal fest, but then they lost to the Steelers, the Panthers, and the Ravens. So how's Tom Brady going to handle this one, Pat? I'm kind of concerned. I feel like this game might be more of a shootout than what we think, just based off of, like you said, the Buccaneers haven't looked that great. However, I'm not concerned with the Buccaneers going against the Seattle's defense because they're not doing too hot. But what I am concerned about is Tampa kind of playing a conservative game. So for me, if I had to pick, I feel like this is going to be a fairly high-scoring game, and I'm kind of concerned that it's going to be close to what we think. Obviously, the spread's plus 2.5 for Seattle, so I think the books realize that as well. I I actually have the Seahawks winning, if I'm being honest, because I'm not really thrilled with what Tampa has done until they can prove me otherwise. I'm going to take Seattle to win, obviously to cover. And I'm going to take the over. I feel like this is going to be a fun game. I'm going to agree with you on all three of those. I, I just really feel like uh, the money might be coming in on Tampa Bay just because Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's all a name thing. And then you also get some foreigners getting in on the NFL and maybe they're betting on the Tampa Bay side as well. And in reality, they just haven't looked great where Seattle, they have. You know, they have their new blood with Kenneth Walker really running the show there. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf can take a ball to the house really anytime they want to. And we've talked about it a bunch of times this season already, but Gino has something to prove and he's doing a good job with that. Uh, so I'm with you on all three of those Seattle to win and cover. And then I'll take the over as well, because I do think it it's pretty uh, uh, low. And what we've noticed from these European games is they always kind of turn into a shootout, you know, the NFL has to give the fans what they want somehow. So not saying it's fixed, but <laughs> we can kind of expect it. Maybe they're just tired from the from the flight or whatever. Um, but another kind of storyline to talk about here, Pat, 
there are talks about uh, Richard White ending up as the leading running back for Tampa Bay and benching Leonard Fournette. And I recently traded for Leonard Fournette, so I don't feel great about that. You feel like there's any truth to that, or are they just trying to, you know, get Lenny to, to pump his game up? Well, I think they can say that as a means to have an excuse to play Rashad White, because I know that Rashad White's touches have been going up, but just because you say that doesn't mean it's actually going to happen, because with the Steelers, there have been rumors that Jalen Warren was going to take over. And then yep. when you actually look at the analytics of the situation, he's actually not outperforming Najee. So just because Rashad White has maybe shown flashes of more boost or whatever you want to call it, because Leonard Fournette's pretty thick and he's not <laughs> super exciting to watch, doesn't mean that Leonard Fournette's actually going to get benched. Just because, it, like for me, if Leonard Fournette's not doing well based off of what he performed as last year, I don't have confidence that Rashad White's going to do it better. It's because they lost how many offensive linemen? Yeah. Very early, You can too. put anybody back there. It's going to be the same problem. That's what's happening to Najee this year. So I, they can say that all they want, but why would you? There's no point in benching Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Especially, you know, kind of, it almost feels like if they did bench him, it's almost like they're saying, hey, this season's over. Which, in that yep. division, it very much isn't. You know, there, it's a very... It's stupid to call it a competitive division because they're all really bad. Uh, but because they're all bad, no one's bad is really how the way to look at it. You know, the the syndrome quote from The Incredibles is uh, th- exactly that. So they're still competing for the playoffs and they could maybe make the playoffs with a losing record. That is a high possibility for this division. Okay, so I have a small, small game for you in honor like of games. the game which when we were talking before, you said it was the Aliens. It's the Alliance Arena. They're playing at Byron Mucan. Okay? Is that how you pronounce that? Gate. I'm pretty sure it's Alliance. Okay. I'm wrong. I, I was I'm doing wrong. that wrong. Here's the game. Yes. The game is Buccaneer or FC Byron Munich. Okay. I'm going to give you a name. You're going to tell me what team they play for. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Okay. Justin School. How do you spell School? S-K-U-L-E. Uh, the the soccer player. Nope, he's a lineman for the Shit. Bucks. <laughs> How about Kingsley Coman? Uh, that that sounds like a football player, or uh, I'm sorry, a soccer player. If I've ever heard of one. Yeah, he's a French soccer player. Good, good football answer. Football is what I meant to say. Okay. How about Anthony Chesley? That's an American name, so I'm gonna go with a Buccaneer. <laughs> okay, that's fair. How about Keanu Neal? Keanu Neal. I think that's also a Buccaneer. Okay, that's also a Buccaneer. Woo-hoo. How about trying to find a good one? <laughs> Lucas Hernandez. Ooh, that that could go either way. Uh, I have we haven't had a soccer player in a while, so I'm gonna go soccer. Yeah, good choice. And then the last one, Alfonso Davis. Buccaneer. Nope, he's also a soccer player. Okay. That's a good one. That's all I had. No, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Um, And I don't know if it's like, uh, it's not really a a namist. Because honestly, that's how I was deciding. You know, is it an Mm -hmm. American sounding name or not? Um, Yeah, that's a good one. Are they, uh, Pat, you know, I don't know 
soccer. Are are they in like mm-hmm. the the bigger league, like Premier or something, or is Premier UK? They're in the Bundesliga. They're they're the, one of the top German clubs. Okay. Uh, random random fun fact: Have you ever played Football Manager? I started playing that in soccer. Yes. Yeah, I just started playing the 2023 version. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now you can download and be a part of Bayern Munich. And you can get familiar with the roster. I've been playing as FC Austin. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I get my fancy green shirts. I, I have a few FC Austin hats. Would you like one? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, next match up here. We have an interesting one here. The 7-1 and Vikings taking on the 6-2 and Bills. Josh Allen, questionable to play. Uh, if he's only questionable, my assumption is he's gonna he's gonna be in there. This is, uh, well, it, it's hard to call it a super important game because it's not even an in conference game, uh, but it is against a tough opponent in which they should require the assistance of Josh Allen. But honestly, honestly, if they lose this matchup, it's not gonna hurt them as much as it would, you know, losing against, um the Jets or someone in division at this point, Miami. Uh, so 7-1, the – who is favored? Okay, Bills are still favored at minus three home favorites, minus 163 on the money line, plus 135 uh, for the Vikings, and a very low over-under of just 43. This is probably the only chance you're going to get uh, to bet on the Bills at greater than minus 200 or you know minus – or greater than minus seven or something like that, because they're always such massive favorites. So this is a good opportunity to bet on them with a somewhat a, a minimal risk. I, I am worried if the game completely changes, if Josh Allen doesn't play, do you, do you think that's accurate, Pat? 100%. I mean, this game gets a lot closer real quick. And, and the spread is kind of telling that story, you know, Vegas, doesn't seem to know if he's going to play or not. So they're playing it quote unquote safe by still having the bills as a favorite, but not by much, you know, just a field goal. And the Vikings have looked fantastic. And quite honestly, they've been overshadowed quite a bit in the NFC by the, the Eagles. And that's the only team they've lost to. They're seven and one. Their only loss was to the Eagles in week two. Since then, they've been on the hot streak and, you know, I understand the scrutiny here because none of the teams they've been beating are very good. They beat Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, Miami, Arizona, Washington. Completely understand that you're like, well, they haven't played anyone crazy. Um, but almost the same argument can be said for the Bills. The Rams, week one, everyone thought that was going to be a crazy matchup and a, a tough one. The Rams aren't as good as everyone expected to be. Titans might have been their hardest matchup other than Kansas City at this moment. Uh, they ended up losing to the Dolphins, who they don't have a defense, but a highly explosive offense. Uh, they barely beat Baltimore. They beat the hell out of Pittsburgh. Barely beat Kansas City. Beat Green Bay, which, again, on paper, sounds super difficult. Um, but they've been losing to some poor teams. And speaking of losing to quote-unquote poor teams, they lost to the Jets last week by a field goal. And, you know, you can blame it on Allen's injury or something like that, but the Jets also look like a pretty decent team. So in terms of strength of schedule, you know, 
if you want to pay attention to that, Vikings probably have had the easier schedule so far, um, but they feel pretty close to me. With that said, I'm going to bet that they're going to take it a little easy with Josh Allen because there's nothing worse they can do than overplay their hand with him and lose him for an extended period of time. That has always been kind of the Achilles heel for the Bills is when they get towards playoffs, they just kind of fall apart. And hopefully this isn't the first crack, uh, but it very well could be. So I I personally hope they rest Josh Allen just for their sake. Uh, With that said, oh boy, I am going to take Minnesota to win and cover. Um, I think having them at plus odds here with an injured Josh Allen is an advantage. But at the same time, like I said before, there's value to bet on the Bills uh, at this low of the money line. I'll also take the over. I think the Bills can sc- still score without Josh Allen. They definitely have the weapons to do sh- do so. Uh, but there, I think without Josh Allen, the offensive firepower lies on the Minnesota side with um, with Justin Jefferson, Thielen, Dalvin. Even Madison's been fantastic. And uh, their defense hasn't been great, but they've been good enough to keep them in these matchups. Yeah, for me, I'm concerned, even if Josh Allen plays, like you said, maybe they'll kind of baby him a little bit. So I would take Minnesota to win and cover. I don't like that because what we saw last week with Josh Allen is even though he was hurt, he kind of threw like a 70-yard bomb or whatever. Yeah. So like my, the conservative part of me says Minnesota to win and cover, and I'm going to take the under because I haven't been super stoked about Minnesota, especially if Case Keenum plays. Definitely the under, but... I could be wrong. This one's too. It's it's hard to determine this before game time because we don't know if Josh Allen's actually going to play. Yeah, and and maybe really all that means is don't bet on this game. There's too many variables uh, uh, when you go to bet that, and you want to limit that as much as possible. And just to kind of give context there, this line opened at minus eight for Buffalo, and as the news went on in the week, we're we're now at minus three. So. There is a lot of confusion on what to actually put this line at. And honestly, the smart move may just be don't bet this game. Uh, You had an awesome week uh, last week for the money line. You hit 83% of the time, which is 10 and 2. Fantastic. I was 9 and 4 for the spread. I went. I went under. I had a rough week on the spread and the total. I went five or where the hell did it go? Five and six. You went seven and three for the over under. I went six and seven. You went eight and four. Kind of similar to last week. You had a really good over under week there as well. Um, so for the season, Pat, uh, you are uh, 77, uh, 77 and fifty five on the money line, sixty six and sixty one on the spread. And dead even, 66 and 66 for the over-under. like the first one better. Yeah. Uh, let's recap the, how the model performed as well. Model picked a lot of underdogs last week. They had uh, Detroit winning, Seattle winning, and uh, those those were hitting. So money line, the model went 9-4 and four on the spread, 6-5. and five. Uh, The model still profitable. Um, only one week where it hasn't made a return on investment. So feeling good there. 
speaking of Detroit, we have a divisional matchup. The Detroit Lions, 2-6, and six, go to take on the Chicago Bears, who have looked pretty good at 3-6. and six. <laughs> Justin Fields coming to life, and I know I have my hate for Justin Fields because he's an Ohio State quarterback. Uh, I still don't believe in the long term of Justin Fields, but for fantasy, I am actually playing him this week. Uh, this is a great matchup. I truly believe in both of these teams being so bad that it's good. And what's going to happen here? The Bears are minus three on the spread, minus 150 on the money line, plus 127 for the Lions, and an over-under of 48 and a half points. Both of these teams have been able to score. Um, the Bears have put up 32, 29, 33 in their last three games. Uh, the Lions... Well, maybe the Lions aren't scoring nearly as much. They beat the Packers last week. I'm pretty sure they only had field goals, uh, 15-9. Then they put up 27 against Miami because they don't have a defense. And then when they went up against a really good defense with the Dallas Cowboys, they only put up six points. Luckily for them, the Chicago Bears are not a good defense. So I can see this going back and forth quite a bit. Uh, it, it, it could... I'm I'm going for the over here at uh, over 48 and a half, and I'm gonna ride the wave, I guess, and take Chicago to win and cover. That was hard for me to say. Uh, also, in reality, probably not betting this one other than the over because <laughs> I'm not that confident in either one of these teams. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm gonna ride with Chicago to win, cover, and the over as well. Nice. Uh, the model. Oh, I should also say uh, model is taking Minnesota to win and cover. And then uh, for Chicago, Detroit, they are taking Chicago to win and cover. We are right in line with the model this this week so far. We need to switch that nice. up. Fight the robots. <laughs> Coming off the bye week, the three and five Broncos and their... Fantastic leader, Russell Wilson, coming back to take on the Titans at 5-3. and three. Uh, Titans, only two-and-a-half-point favorites here. Minus 150 on the money line, plus 126 for the Broncos. Super low over-under of just 39 points. I will gladly take the over. The trend still has been uh, over-unders that are 40 or less. The over-hits like 90-some percent of the time. Now, what's really weird is this season, it feels like the complete opposite. But in the long-term trend, the over seems to hit, and that's what I'm going for here. Even though I don't believe in the Broncos at all, I believe in Derrick Henry. So I'm taking Tennessee, the win, cover, and the over. Yeah, I'm going to take that as well. I, I don't feel confident with Denver. And what might be interesting to see is if Chase Edmonds takes over from Melvin Gordon. I'm really looking forward to that. But other than that, I don't think it's going to matter. I think that Tennessee, even though they're not super great with Malik Willis, that Derrick Henry's the difference maker. Yeah. Give Derrick Henry the ball 40 times, he'll win the game. Uh, model, Tennessee to win and cover. I don't know why, but I thought the Jags already played Kansas City, and I realized... Uh, they played uh, the Chargers. So I got really confused when I saw this again. Uh, 
Uh, but the Jaguars okay. are playing the Chiefs. Jags at three and six. Chiefs at six and two. Also coming off of uh, no, they're not. They had their bye week. Wait, confused. Their bye week was in week eight. Man, I'm a, I'm a mess. Uh, Chiefs nine and a half point home favorites. Minus four thirty four in the money line. Do not take that bet. Plus three thirty nine for the Jaguars. Uh, over under a fifty one and a half points. It feels like any game that has Kansas City in it, uh, they're gonna tend to have a very high over under. But I don't think they're really gonna need to put up points that much with the Jaguars. So I'll take the under. Kansas City to win. Yeah, spread. Uh, 10 points. I think they can do it. I'll take Kansas City to cover as well. I'm going to take Kansas City to win and cover, but I'm going to take the over. Okay. And not because I think that the Jaguars are going to do a great job, but I feel like this is going to be a blowout. Just from what I've seen with Kansas City lately. I feel pretty confident that they should easily be able to put 30-some points on the Jaguars. Which I guess that means that they covered. I can't do math. <laughs> Whatever. They're going to do fine. They model Kansas City to win and cover. This game, I, I do think, will actually be a shootout. But the Cleveland Browns at 3-5 and five travel to Miami to take on the 6-3 and three Dolphins. Dolphins, minus 3.5 point. Home favorites, uh, minus 182 on the money line, plus 151 for the Browns. And an over-under of 49.5 points. This is a game I'm heavily targeting uh, for DFS lineups. This one feels like it can easily go back and forth. And pretty much every game against the Dolphins defense has been high scoring. They, We just said they let, um, it, who was it? It was either Chicago or Detroit. One of those bad teams score a bunch of points. It was, it was Detroit. Um, so I think that's going to happen here again. The... This is tough. The Browns have the better defense. Uh, Miami has the much better offense, but Nick Chubb can run over anyone and just take uh, get a win that way. I'm going to roll with Miami, though. They're going to get uh, some inspiration from the hurricanes that are going on down there. So I'm taking Miami to win and cover, and I'll take the over. I take the over as well, and I'm gonna take Miami to win cover. I think my concern with this is that now Miami has Jeff Wilson, and it adds a little bit of a more complex run game. I think where the concern was is that if Tyreek and Tua and all them don't do well, that you know you kind of have Raheem Mostert, and it's not really the best situation. But Jeff Wilson adds another piece of the puzzle, and kind of gives them a similar rushing attack. Not that neither of them are Nick Chubb. But we know that if Cleveland would put out Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, or Darius Johnson, that they'll be okay. And I think that's where Miami is now at. Yeah, it's interesting that Miami just wants to pick up all the old San Francisco running backs. Who were all once good. So. Uh, okay, Model is going to be taking Miami to win, but Cleveland to cover. The one six and one Texans taking on to six and two. That's still so crazy to read off. Six and two Giants. Giants are four and a half point home favorites. Uh, minus two twenty three on the money line. Plus one eighty three 
for Houston. A very low over-under of just 41 points. I think Saquon could put that up himself. But something interesting, Pat, as I'm looking at this, the spread has the game pretty close at minus four and a half. But the money line is a, you know, when you see like minus 200 or less, you think of the favorite as, you know, a quote unquote lock, but the spread is still so close. I really don't know what that means. They, they're very confident in New York to win, but not by a lot. That's just a, a strange thing. And I, you know, from a betting standpoint, I don't really know how you're supposed to play that. Um, either way, Texans are poo-poo. I'm taking the Giants to win cover, and I'll take the over. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> uh, the model will be taking Giants to win, Houston to cover. Oh boy, all right. Scary matchup here. The three and six Saints travel to Pittsburgh to take on the two and six Steelers. I sat next to some guys on the plane pad that were traveling up from Mexico to go to a Steelers game this week. Um, so hopefully it's a good game for them. Otherwise, I don't know if it was worth the hassle to travel up there. Probably not. <laughs> Which is also insane on this line here. The Saints are just a point and a half away favorites. Minus 125 on the money line. That is, as a as a better, I'm going to ignore my fandom for the moment, but as a better, I see that, and it's such an easy pick to take New Orleans, which is why I feel like I shouldn't do it, but I'm doing it. Uh, point and a half favorite for New Orleans, minus 125 on the money line, plus 105 for the Steelers, over under of 40 points. Then again, I did just get a notification a couple hours ago that TJ Watt is back. So that is a, a very possible difference maker. However, TJ Watt does not play offensive line. So we're not we're still not going to be able to score. So I'm taking the Saints to win and cover and over 40 points. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win and cover. I'm going to take the under. It's going to be a horrible game. It's going to be like 13 to 10 calling it right now yeah. Andy Dalton's going to get lit up but Kenny Pickett's not going to do anything this year yep yep completely fair hopefully they don't just throw back in Mitch and be like yeah well, here's a good question for you Najee Harris, oh, Najee Harris over under 30 rushing yards oh my god uh what was his last I don't even know I'm not going to no look idea. I'm not going to look over under 30 I'll say I'll say over. I, I think he'll get like 40-ish, 40 to 50. Hey, you ready for his pass four? No, but go ahead. Hey, against the Bills, 20. Fuck. Against the Bucks, 42. Okay. Dolphins, 65. Well, there you go. Eagles, 32. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I'll, you said the line was 30? Yeah, sure. I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I okay. think I think he I'll gets the under. 42. Um, man. Poor Najee. The Indianapolis Colts 
somehow underdogs in this matchup. But three, five, and one are the Colts taking on the two and six Raiders. Raiders are four and a half point home favorites. They just put Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR. It's literally Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, and I guess Matt Collins. But then again, Derek Carr is the one throwing them the ball, so it really doesn't matter. Well, this is another weird one. So minus four and a half on the on the the spread, but minus two seventeen on the money line, which is I don't know. It just feels weird. Over under a forty one. I am gonna take the under here because I don't think either team can score. But uh, I don't know. The Raiders fail me every time I pick them. They lose. So I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to take uh, the Colts to win and cover. I'm not. Today's the day where those things change because basically the Colts gave up. Did they say if Jonathan Taylor was going to play? Uh, Looking. He's not on the injury report. Not that it matters to me. It doesn't matter. Um, I was just curious. Raiders to win, cover, and I'll take the under. Again, this is going to be another 13-10 type of game. Ugh. Uh... Going back to the previous game, the model is taking the Saints to win and cover. And for the Colts Raiders, they are taking the Raiders to win and cover. Indy, Indy, we both took the under. Raiders, Raiders, you took the under. This line throws me off too. I, I Which is great as a better. Um... You get these lines that you look at and you're like, eh, that, that just doesn't feel right. That's when you take those. Uh, so 6-2 and two, Dallas Cowboys take on the 3-6 and six Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers have no help. They are uh, a now younger team, even though probably the median age is higher because of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think Mercedes Lewis is still on Green Bay too, so he's probably bringing that median up. Uh, minus four and a half, four and a half away favorites for Dallas. Minus two eleven for the uh, Cowboys. Plus one seventy five for the Packers. Over under of just forty four. Uh, Cowboys have just looked good, and you know, as a fantasy player, you don't believe that because in terms of their their fantasy output, other than when Zeke is out and Pollard can have the the backfield all to himself. They haven't been super impressive. Zeke has been underwhelming. Pollard's good, but only when he's himself. It's hard to play him when Zeke is there and healthy. Lamb has been okay. Schultz has been better since Dak came back. But it, it in terms of overall fantasy production, you're not super happy with them. Uh, so I, I am going to take Dallas to win cover here. Uh, I'm also going to take the under. Uh, Dallas's defense is very good. Green Bay's defense is also pretty good, but their offense just has not been able to string it together. So maybe they can get it together here at home. It's getting colder. Colder weather is always good for Green Bay, especially especially when you have some Texas people coming up. They can't handle the frigid cold, uh, but I will still be taking Cowboys to win cover and under 44 points. I'm going to agree with you except for the over-under. I would take okay. the over. I think that this game will be closer What? We think, and it's just sad that I feel like Green Bay has to turn around at some point. Yeah, that's the hope. Well, let's look at their upcoming schedule here. For the Packers, they have Cowboys this week. You know, we think that's an L. They have Tennessee the week after that. I even think that's a 
a somewhat tough game for them if they can't put up points. Um, they're not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry, so that's tough. They're going to lose to the Eagles. Uh, they should be able to beat Chicago. With the way the Rams are playing, I think they can beat the Rams. What about Miami, Pat? Do you, you think they can take Miami? Depends on how if they can turn around, because as of right now, I feel like Miami's offense is just a little too potent for Green Bay. And then their last two matchups, both in division against the Vikings, I think they lose that one. And then Detroit, maybe they get that win. That's not looking too good. <laughs> God. Um, this feels like it's wrong, but for some reason they have the the uh, Green Bay Detroit game at one a.m. on uh, January eighth. So uh, stay tuned for that one a.m. game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist, but according to Pro Football Focus, it does. Uh, the model Dallas the winning cover. Arizona Cardinals at three and six going to take on the their division rivals, the Los Angeles Rams, who are sitting at three and five, not looking good. Uh Rams are currently three point home favorites. Minus one forty nine on the money line. Plus one twenty six for the Cardinals. Uh super low. Uh, over under a forty point. So again, that's an easy over for me. This is likely a game I just do not bet on because it, it feels like a coin flip. Um, Rams' defense is really good. Their offense is not. Stafford, I believe, was put into the concussion protocol as well. Yes, and he is currently questionable. If Stafford doesn't play, this is an easier Cardinals for me. But as of right now, I'm just going to assume Stafford's playing. Everything's going to be normal. Um, I'll take the Rams to win, and just to kind of hedge my bets, I'll take the Cardinals to cover. Yeah, I'm, I I went with Arizona. I feel like for them, they're in the same boat with me as Green Bay. Like At some point, it's got to click. I don't feel good with the Rams. I just haven't seen enough to make me feel confident. Anything outside of Cooper Cup, they don't really have much else going for them, but the Cardinals have some nice playmakers if they all get their act together. So... I'm going to take Arizona to win cover, but I'm going to take the under. I feel like it's not going to be as exciting a game as what we would have thought at the beginning of the season. The model will agree with you, Pat, taking Arizona to win and cover. Sunday night football, the Los Angeles Chargers at 5-3, and three, taking on the 4-4 four and four San Francisco 49ers. But since they got Christian McCaffrey, the line is completely... Turned around for them. They are currently seven point home favorites, minus 304 on the money line, plus 245 for the Chargers. Uh, over under sitting at 45 and a half points. It, it feels too juicy, uh, this line here for the 49ers. I, there might be some skewing going on because uh, McCaffrey came in. He, what I guess he didn't break a record, but he did. Uh, he tied the record where he passed a touchdown, caught a touchdown, and rushed a touchdown. Which you know, obviously, that's awesome from a fantasy side. But I think there might be a little bit of over hyping going on here. Uh, 
I'll gladly be wrong, but I'm going to take the Chargers straight up here. Uh, I think there's a lot of value on this current money line at plus 245. What I don't know when you'll get that again for the Chargers, so I'll take that. And obviously that means I'm taking them to cover. And then 45 and a half, I will take the over. Uh, this can be a shootout. And quite honestly, I think it's going to be a shootout with their running backs between CMC and Austin Eckler. It's going to finally an exciting Sunday night football game. Yeah, I agree. This one should be good, but I'm going with the 49ers to win cover. I'm going to take the over. I just think the Chargers have too many injuries and in that the 49ers, the longer the McCaffrey's in there, the more in sync that they'll be. So I, I really like San Francisco in this one. Model is going to take San Francisco to win. However, they will take the Chargers to cover that seven-point spread. And then finally on Monday Night Football, the uh, yeah, this is in division. I always forget the Commanders and Eagles are in the same division. Uh, four, four and five Washington Commanders taking on the eight and O oh, Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles currently sitting at uh, eleven point. Home favorites minus five seventeen on the money line. Please don't take that. And then plus three eighty nine for the Commanders. A pretty low over under of forty three and a half. And the over unders for the Eagle games have always kind of sat around those lower totals because their defense is really good, um, and they seem to just turn it up in the first half, and then they're able to coast because they are just that good. Um, the past three games have all hit the over uh the lines were set at 45 and a half 43 and 42 and a half uh, i'm gonna i think that trend's gonna continue here i think the eagles are gonna be doing a lot of scoring here and washington won't have to do much in order for them to hit this over so i'm gonna take the over 43 and a half points eagles to win um divisional matchups are always a lot closer uh, so I will take Washington to cover. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington to cover as well. I, I'm going to take the over and Eagles to win. My main concern is, as we saw with the Steelers, like if the Eagles find one weakness, it seems like they just continuously attack it. But yep. I like what Heineke's been doing with Washington, and I don't think that defensively they'll stop the Eagles, but I do think that they have the offense to at least be more competitive than Pittsburgh was. So yeah. I could see it being a closer game than what it is. Um, I don't think the over is going to go way over. I think it's going to be, if it's 44, like it's going to be, both teams will be in the 20s for sure. And the model is going to take Philly to win and cover. But that'll do it here for our week 10 picks and bets. Be sure to follow us on Action Network. That's where you can see who we're actually betting on. And if we're betting on them, obviously we got some confidence there. These are what we talk about here on the show. These are just picks. You know, if we had to make a choice, who are we taking? Uh, but what we actually bet can sometimes be different depending on the value, everything like that. So if you want to follow us there, uh, you can follow the podcast at SWTN underscore podcast, the model at SWTN underscore models, uh, myself at fantasy, P-Y-A-N-T-A-S-Y, and Pat at Pat Fox. You can also... Uh, check us out at our website, sleepingwiththenumbers.com, and watch our YouTube videos. Uh, just search for Sleeping With The Numbers, and we will pop up. Got some nice DFS videos up there if you want to follow along, learn how to uh, you know, follow the trends that are happening in DFS. 
Another way to play is with some prop betting. If you're going to do prop betting, Monkey Knife Fight is honestly the easiest way to do so. If you use our link, you get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. And if you don't want to play games we even play with your dog you can do bark box it's a subscription service that gives you dog treats and toys delivered directly to your door comes every month and it has treats and stuff for all dogs of every size there's different packages that you can look into if you click our link you get a free month so i recommend you check it out 